everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and tonight I'm joined by uh, the the Lamar Jackson to, or I guess I'm Lamar Jackson. Oh, I'm Ben Roethlisberger, and you meet Baker Mayfield in this analogy Ooh, here. Yeah, that's fine. And you know what? Everybody talks about doing it, but we actually do it, you know? Yeah. And we does it, and we did it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what you're saying right now. All I know is... I'm gonna. It's just a fun thing. I'm gonna to say. grab myself and then point at you right now because that's what Baker Mayfield does. Right? Oh yeah, that's what he Especially does. Especially when he's playing the University of Kansas. Yeah. It's, uh, well, if you don't shake the man's hand, that's what he's gonna shake for you. Oh. oh, oh yeah. You like my little zing there? That's I've been working on it all day. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's my life. We're doing it. You yeah. know. I don't know if we're doing Whenever it. Whenever I'm at the office, and I was like, "What's going on? How are you doing?" It's like, "I'm doing it." <laughs> is that what you say to everyone? Yeah. How was your weekend? It was fine. I was doing it. I'm just doing it. <laughs> you know, you know that can imply a lot care, of different care things. Care to elaborate? No. No. Never. Do you care to elaborate? No. <laughs> I never will. Just get defensive automatically? Yeah. By the way, I'm going to assume you don't have very many friends at work. Zero friends. Zero <laughs> friends. Okay. All right. The only friend I need is myself. That's good. That's I have good. zero friends in this world. You know why, Matt? Because the only person you can trust is yourself. Yeah. The, you know, the devil whispered in my ear. He what said, did he whisper? There's a storm coming. And I whispered back, I am the storm. I thought he uh, whispered to that Piper guy. What's that song where it's like the devil whispering? Speaking of the devil and think, thinking about evil, malicious, terrible, what? disgusting, awful football, it's the AFC North. I love it. And it's like, it's murderous. It's like longest yard football. Like CTE originated in the AFC North. Uh, nobody in this division has teeth at all ever. They try to hit each other in the head. Uh, Rules were established because of this division. Yeah, yeah. That's those, what it comes down those to. Baltimore-Pittsburgh games, the reason why they have helmet-to-helmet rules. Even, well, also perfect in Cincinnati and at the time. Too, after the fact. Yeah. Carrying on the legacy. Exactly. In Oakland now. Yeah, that's going to be great. But seriously, whenever it comes to this division, exactly what you said, it's just bloody. It's like time to... J- it's the NFL blitz. I it's just, the N64 yeah, yeah. game of you're just allowed to sack each other or jump on each other after the ball yeah. is dead. AFC North blitz. Yeah, AFC North blitz. Yeah, whenever I, hear, I whenever I hear AFC North, I think of the color purple. Why do you think of the color purple? Because they're all bruised and battered and hurting. Did you just say you're a Ravens fan? No. I think that's what you said. Uh, thinking about speaking of the Ravens, we're gonna start off with the Ravens. Ooh, and yeah. Whenever I think of the Ravens, I think of Andy Dalton throwing a sixty-five yard touchdown pass, only because to knock the Ravens out. What? of the play- Remember two years ago? Yeah, the Ravens played the Bengals week seventeen. Uh-huh. The Bengals beat the Ravens with a sixty-five yard touchdown pass, which put the Bills in the playoffs. But I remember more than anything about that. There was a fan in the crowd that they put the camera on. He was dressed up like Robin. From Batman. Oh. This is a grown man. He's like 47 years old. Why did you use Robin? I don't know, but he's like in a purple Robin outfit. Outfit with like the underwear over this over this tights and everything. And it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. And they're celebrating. They think they're going to go to the playoffs. And then, boom, Andy Dalton, 67 yards straight to the dome. Bills make the playoffs. The Ravens are out of it. And I guess the point of this all is that it's a kooky division. Kooky things happen in the AFC North. Um, last year, we had the... Steelers stopped seven two and one, missed the playoffs, and uh, I've I think of all the division we talked about, the NFC North was confusing. I felt better about it after we spoke, kind of the same way I felt about the NFC West. The AFC North, I've I've no feel for it. It's insane. It's difficult. It, it really makes this. zero sense. 
I've nothing for this whatsoever. And whenever it comes down to it, I, by the way, whenever, how do you wear a Robin outfit? Does that mean that you're looking for your Batman? Is that what that means? Like, even if you're a grown-ass man, are you <laughs> are you expecting, like, a, a female Batman to be in the crowd? Like, well, what is the point you of know, dressing you like know, Robin? You know what my online dating profile is? Was it Robin? Just a Robin looking for my Batman. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. <Just. laughs> but I don't. That is, that's weird. <laughs> I, I mean, I think super fandom is a mental illness. No way. You even said that you would go down to Tampa and wear your Hawaiian. That's not being a chomp- super fan. Though. What is that called? You said that you would even it's gain 60 g- pounds. If you were to gain no, weight said, for a team so that you could live in that state. I said 180 that's called pounds. A, that's a super fan. That's called having a good time. Okay, that's a See, that's not even a fan. That's a super that's fan. That's called having a good time. Yeah, having a good time. Do you think I could gain 100 pounds between now and December? Yeah, you could. I think I could do. If you wanted to, you could. I could so do. By it. the way, all you got to do is stick around with me and we'll just eat together. And it would take me like four years. Years to lose the weight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that'd be a fun weekend in Tampa. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with you. The problem is I can't gain that much weight. I don't think I'd fit in no matter what. People don't like me. Yeah. Uh, I don't so, know what it is. So the Ravens, I think the Ravens conversation starts and in, in, well, it doesn't really end with, but it starts with Lamar Jackson because he's probably like the most polarizing quarterback in the league right now. Uh, just the fact that last year he wasn't very good at throwing the ball to anybody aside from his running backs and tight ends. Um, and he was predominantly a runner as well, too. So last year, he completed 58% of his passes. He threw six touchdowns and three interceptions. His DVA was negative 9.2%, which is a lot better than uh, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, uh, quarterbacks we spoke about earlier this week. And also on throws outside the numbers, the, log- the longest completion he had was only for eight yards. On those throws, he averaged only 4.1 yards an attempt on 46 targets. And so he was a middle of the field thrower, and they ran a lot of designated runs for him. He was inefficient as a runner. The Baltimore running game was inefficient in general, but like it worked out well enough because they averaged 45 rush attempts a game in Baltimore, which is insane. Like it's insane how run heavy they were last year. Yeah, but you know that's not going to be able to last. Yeah, it just can't last. It, and the thing is, it worked Har- for seven weeks. But Harbaugh's even saying he goes, "This is an offense nobody in the NFL is ever going to see." Why is that the new thing that a coach is going to say? You know what the even, offense is, right? What is it going to be? A Tim Tebow it's offense? It's the 2012 49ers offense. Their offense coordinator is Greg Roman, who's the same offense coordinator who Kaepernick had in San Francisco. It's going to be the same offense. It's going to be power run heavy, outside zone, a lot of play action, a lot of interesting play action. And also a lot of blockers. They're going to have like six offensive linemen. They're going to have two tight. Then they have a lot of tight ends in Baltimore too. Uh, with Mark Andrews, with Max Williams, with two X's. And then they have that other tight end with red hair. I can't think of his name at the second. Is it Heath? No. Um, Heath was the guy who played for, I think, Pittsburgh for a while. God, I'm trying to remember. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but they have, a bun- they have a bunch of good tight ends here. And so that's what they're going to do. They're going to be run heavy. They're going to all play action. They're going to use them as a runner. They're going to run options. They have like seven running backs here who are competent. Like, this is not going to be some otherworldly offense we've never seen before. We know what it is. It's the 2012 49ers. But that's the issue, too. I just don't think this offense is going to be able to do much. I, I don't think it's going to be fooling anybody, really. And it just like you said, it's going to be an offense anyone's ever like everyone's seen before. It's I not still gonna, like it, though. I will, I will say this. It doesn't work. It's it like has a, worked, though. I don't think it's going to work in this day and age because I feel like that coaches are going to be able to understand how to counteract it at this point. In some ways. Yeah, what do you mean I mix, in some I, ways? I think this is a perfect offense for Lamar Jackson in year two of his career. Like I'm really looking forward to it. I think that it's going to not do so well. 
I th- I think it's gonna be good. I feel like it's not gonna be that good. I think it's gonna be competent enough. It's not, it's gonna be. I. It's gonna be better than Joe Flacco over the last four years. But that's different. Joe Flacco only loves Joe Flacco. And well, he's one of the worst. Qu- he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Dude, don't uh, definitely want the most inefficient. He's just gonna win a Super Bowl in Denver. It's okay. Okay. But <laughs> he's not gonna do that. Either way, whenever it comes to Baltimore, I like this team. I just feel like they're gonna be a little bit crippled by the offense because. Matt, you can even watch it, and you can see just a lot of three and outs. I mean, even with the idea of no, what they're doing. No, but they run the ball I, well enough, I think. Who even are their running backs? What are you going to do? You're trusting Ingram? Ingram. They got You're Ingram. trusting Dixon? They got Gus Edwards. He was good last year. Because he was okay. He was good. They're all going to say Their like offensive the line's really good. With Stanley, with uh, Jermaine as their left guard. I just, Matt Skura. Ooh, Matt Skura. <laughs> like him. Oh, yeah. Marshall Yandes, one of my favorite players, but he's 35 this year. Yeah, and also like entering this year, he was like, yeah, if I was hurt, I was going to retire, but I feel pretty good right you now. You know what? That sounds good. Uh, Orlando Brown's their right tackle, who's worked out well. Is like He was the guy who weighed like 350 pounds and ran like a six-second 40-yard dash at the combine. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll put him in a power run scheme where he doesn't have to pass block against the edge rushers a lot. We'll put a lot of blockers around him. And, you know, sure enough, he's good enough there. And then their tight ends are good, too. The question I have for you is, will Lamar Jackson, do you think he can throw the ball outside the numbers with Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts, Marquise Brown's hurt right now. Uh, do you think he can do that, or is he going to look a lot like it looked last year? It's going to look a lot like last year. Who is he throwing to? Uh, who, Willie Sneed, who Seth are you Roberts, Who are you impressed Brown. by out of that? I think mainly I like the, the, his tight ends and running backs. I think that's what matters the most in this offense. Oh, really? I think it's yeah. just not going to do that well. I feel like this is going to go bad. All right, so where do you think their offense finishes this year? <sighs> okay, offense? Yeah. I'm going to put it in the 20s. I would put it in the low 20s, probably about 21, 20. 21, 20? I'm going to put it in that area. I think it's a win for him, though. What? Yeah. Well, wait. Well, wait. Hold on. Hold on. You're saying that my prediction is a win for him? Yeah, I think so. See, I think their defense is going to be good enough for them to be able to win like eight games, which, by the way, uh, spoiler alert. However... That off, what are you talking about? So That's right. not going to be good enough for them to be able to win more than that. So to, from 2015-2017, this was their offensive rank, 20th, 24th, 21st. Last year is 15th. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, wait, wait, Joe Flacco. Yeah, That's that was, right, that was a Flacco. The Savior. Those those years, they went 5-11, 8-8, and 9-7, and then 10-6 last year. So maybe 20th isn't a win then. Yeah. I digress. Yeah, there it is. I think it'd be a little better than 20th. I think it'd be like 15th. Okay, so you just looked up that it, stat just to say that now it's 15th. Now you're trying to take it back. I don't think... I thought... You know what? Hold on, no, hold that's on. Not Name true. the 15 teams talking. that are worse than them. Let me finish talking. I never said what I thought they would rank. I asked you that, but I thought 20th would be a win, but I do think that they finish about 15th. I think it's going to be like a mediocre offense. You agree with me, and then you I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be interesting. And uh, like I just like seeing teams that are a little bit different. And seeing like a power run heavy scheme this day of age uh, is fun. It's not like how Buffalo was two years ago with Tyrod Taylor. Like I think it's gonna be that offense, but just better in Baltimore. Like I think Jackson's a better version of Tyrod Taylor right now. Man, what did that offense win? Nine games since the playoffs. What is the matter with you? Like that's what. What do you cheer for? That's why like, I like. What is wrong? I with like you? things that are just a little bit different. You make no sense to me. <laughs> you talk so much smack about your own team. I like. I like. Yeah, if you were like a Buffalo Bills fan, if you were like that type of writer, Matt, you would. Uh, are you going to be that promising? Are you going to say, man, Josh Allen? Let me tell I you. I would be like, Josh Allen's beautiful and perfect. You trash and your everything own. Everything that's right about the world, but. 
he probably isn't going to be the quarterback that the Bills need to win the Super Bowl or something like that. That's what I would say. And I write that over and over again. This is ridiculous. He's like, I love this man with all my heart. But <laughs> this is ridiculous. He's probably not the guy. You make me sick. You know? Uh, I feel so bad because, again, I feel like this team is – this defense, I feel like it's going to be so solid. And the running game, they're going to be so-so. I'm not confident in the running game. I don't think Mark Ingram's going to be that great. And I think that's going to be the real issue here for me. They him. have so many running backs, though, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, but I know you're going to be switching out, what, four guys? That's good. Do that. It's better. Well, what do you, what do you mean it's better? And they all should have visors. So a guy can never get into a rhythm. A guy can never be able They don't need a rhythm? Uh, they seem to be fresh. Okay, good. Tell that to Adrian Peterson that you don't need a rhythm. That's fine. Okay. I'll tell that to him. Okay, you know what? You're going to lose that. He may back. be wrong. He's going to hit you with a switch is what he's going to do. Uh, Ooh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, pervert. That would hurt. Uh, so their defense, I think there's regression concerns to their defense, though. They lost Darius Smith. They lost C.J. Mosley. They lost Terrell Suggs. They lost Eric Weddle. Um, they lost Brent Urban as well, too. And so, and like this also was an older defense last year. They were the second oldest defense in football. And so by losing Smith, Suggs, and, uh, and Urban, they lost 16 sacks, 25 quarterback hits, and 48 pressures. And like the only thing that's kind of weird about them is that they blitz 6-plus 26% of the time. They were last in football and defensive line sacks, and that's because their defensive line is Chris Wormley, Michael Pierce, Bram Williams. And these are guys who are all like 345 pounds. And like Brandon Williams is one of my favorite players in the league because he'll do this thing where like he has a double team and he'll use both of he'll use one arm to, to bench press the guard and then one arm to bench press the tackle. And he just like extends both of them with each arm. And I've never seen my else do that before. Um, so like a lot of their passers comes from like ex, like extra sources. So it comes from their linebackers. And they did lose Mosley. Replacing him is going to be. Uh, it's going to be Patrick Onwusor, and uh, it's also going to be, I think, Taven Young. And on the exterior, they have Matthew Judon, who's enormous. So is Tyus Bauer. He's enormous. And they signed Pernod McPhee. But like, I don't think the passers is going to be as good, but I do think Earl Thomas, even after the broken leg, even after being I wanted aged, Earl Thomas you know, 30, so bad. I think he's going to really revolutionize the secondary. He's going to and be this so is, good. Give me a top five secondary this year. I agree. I agree everything with what you're saying. I'm so jealous of the Earl Thomas thing. I just wanted him so bad. But they paid. Good Lord, did they pay. Yeah, so Thomas is 30. Weddle is 34 this year. And Weddle, honestly. Weddle's not like the deep. Yeah. Not the, he's not a center fielder. He's like a guy who's really good in the box. Yeah, and Weddle also needs a lot of help. Earl Thomas, I feel like, can just do it himself. And as long as you have just a decent corner to stay, Earl Thomas can be able to well, protect And, that, and that's the thing that's horrifying about him is that their cornerbacks are really good. They were eighth at covering number one wide receivers. They're second covering number two wide receivers. Uh, Jimmy Smith is awesome. Marlon Humphrey's awesome. And now you're kind of taking away the entire center of the field. If you know Thomas Davis stay healthy, it's like okay. So let me force everything on the outside. So you can see these cornerbacks who are really great out there. And I just don't see like it's gonna be really hard to throw the ball against them, uh, mainly from the pass coverage. I do think the the pass rush takes a big hit, and they're gonna have to get it from extra sources that you may be within this roster because the Ravens always have these enormous guys who are UDFAs. They're six round picks and they're just like, you know, laboratory specimens who come out there and can rush the pass or an impossible to move. And we'll get like seven sacks out of nowhere. And so like, even though I think the passers takes a hit, it's still Baltimore and they still always have those guys who can replace guys like Zedaria Smith, uh, like urban. And I mean, I, I'm, I am very sad. Terrell Suggs is going to be here at all anymore too. 
Yeah, well, it's because he's in Arizona living out his career dream, right? Because they're going to be so good. I can't believe he left this team either. Well, they didn't want to keep him. And replacing well, him is Shane Ray, who was the fail first-round pick in Denver. Yeah, it's going to uh, work out great. And, like, Denver's good at with uh, with edge rushers, too, so I'm not really expecting much from him in Baltimore either. That's actually the real point. It's not like he came from a bad situation where the defense wasn't the prime factor. Yeah. So, either way... I'm with you. I like this defense so much. I feel like it's going to be so much better than what it was last year. It's just, once again, I don't think it's going to be good enough because they're going to be on the field so often, which is like what I told you about the offense, where they're going to be three and out all the time. It's just going to tire out the defense. The, the only way this defense truly becomes the greatest and number one is if they're off the field. If they're off the field for even half the game, this is the best defense in the league. But I don't the think best they're going to best in the league if they're off the field enough. Okay. So if, let's say yes. they let's say they they run like sixty plays a game. Yeah, I put fifty five, fifty eight. Okay. That's how I'm gonna put it at. All right. You like that? Uh, is that good? Is that <laughs> good? Fine. Is that good? I like Matthew Judon a lot though. I think he's my favorite player of all. Well, I guess I love Brian. I love so many players in this defense. You just like that last name. Matthew Judon. It's like a Judon. good I know Tyus Bowser is a, a classic name. I bet he names his son Mario. And uh, I hope so. And the linebacker I was trying to mention earlier that I messed up on was Kenny Young. And Kenny Young is good against the run, bad against the pass. And on the sword is like good at everything. And so I think he'll be able to replace Mosley in like a lesser extent. You say Omisor? Yeah, Omusasor. So you say like Ivy Sore right there. O N W U A S O R. You're making up letters now. Omisor? I don't know what you're saying right now. I don't know. I I like Baltimore. They play the twenty first easiest schedule. Uh, their playoff odds are forty one percent, and I think they're going to be the second wild card in the AFC. I'm taking the over at nine wins, and I and we're about to talk about Cleveland in what? a little bit later. And the reason why, as I know, this is kind of spoiling what we're, we're going to talk about with Cleveland, is I think that they're a, they have a better matchup against Cleveland than Cleveland does against them. I think they go 2-0 against Cleveland this year, and that will be the difference between the two teams in the postseason. All right, so I'm going to say 8-8. Eight eight. That's what I got. And I don't see that changing. And they are not making no wild card. My Lord, the hell are you talking about? Well, because of the Colts thing, the AFC South is going to have a wild card team. I think the Chiefs and Chargers probably get in. And then no, nobody from the AFC East is going to get in. Hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, back up. Don't ever mention that team again. Do you understand me? <laughs> Maybe not. Don't ever say that. Uh, and so I think there's going to be two AFC North teams. And I think Baltimore's a better matchup for against Cleveland than Cleveland is against them. You are just such a hater. I'm not a hater. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, I'm a loser. I'm not a hater. Okay, now we're getting personal. All right, so next up is the Cincinnati Bengals. So kind of like the Dolphins we spoke about earlier this week. Like, name something good. Name something fun to look out for here What are you Cincinnati. talking about? I'm pumped. I feel like the Red Rocket may have a new launch pad here. He's got a new head coach in Taylor. I just like that name for some reason. I don't know what well, it is. What's first name, Zach? Yeah, still. I There's Taylor in it. So that's all that matters to me. So it rings the bell. Sounds good off the tongue. I feel like there's some positivity. And plus, the offense seems to love the new head coach. You know what? I'm feeling this team a little more and more. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you feeling yourself? I'm, you know what? No. What I'm not feeling, though... Are you doing it? Are you feeling yourself? I would be feeling myself a little bit more like Baker Mayfield if... Dude, A.J. Green's done. I'm sorry, but 
What? I just... Did, he's still in a walking boot, and he's in on a scooter. And he's just rolling around. So walking boot is always what the guys have on no matter what, but the scooter, he's not putting any type of weight <laughs> on anything. The scooter mat... Yeah, I, I looked it up today because of fantasy football. It's like he's like you, he's like in the sixth round sitting there. Why? And uh, they're like expect to miss multiple games, ankle injury. That's all they keep saying, man. Um, so I, I think that here's the problem for Zach Taylor. He's coming from an outside zone system, and he's coming from the Rams. And what made the Rams very good was their offensive line, and the offensive line in Cincinnati is bad. It's Cordy Glenn, it's John Jerry, it's Billy Price, it's John Miller, it's Bobby Hart. Uh, I'm very upset that Jenna Williams had sol- shoulder surgery and he's going to miss this entire year. Because I thought he was the best offensive tackle in this draft. And uh, he was the first tackle taken off the class and Cincinnati took him in the first round. He's not going to play this year, which you know, really upset me because they, they could have moved Corey Glenn to left guard. Um, they could put John Jerry off off the, off the squad here. Or they could even move Corey Glenn to right tackle and not have Bobby, Bobby Hart here at all. And uh, I just don't like the offensive line. And Andy Dalton, one thing he's shown throughout his career is he needs to have a really good offensive line to have success. Um, Joe Mixon, I think, is you know really good. Bernard's really good at breaking tackles. I like but Bernard. Again, I, I love just, Mixon. I just don't like the offensive line here. And I think this is going to be their biggest hurdle for trying to be like the new cool, hot, super young offense here, you know. Man, I love Mixon. I feel like, though, with Marvin Lewis last year, like what I said before, if people can go back to the previous podcast – there was a game where they just didn't keep mixing the ball, and all he did was just get a first down every single time. If they truly just, I mean, you don't have to do much. And I know you don't like the offensive line, and I know you're obsessed with these things, so I truly do believe you. However, I think Mixon is good enough. I think the Red Rocket has a launching pad. Okay. I feel like he could take off. If he gets into the, what is it? What's, what's the second part of the, what, what you know, the atmosphere? The stratosphere. Strat, I was going to say, strat, what's ab- above the stratosphere, though? One more. Uh, I have no idea. God, what good are you? I know the lithosphere is the crust of the Earth. No, well, I don't want to go down. Yeah. Why am I going down? I don't know. All right, we don't want to say stratosphere. I Either d- way, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's going to be able to cross somewhere new because I, they seem happy. It's a new, <laughs> I mean, it's a new voice in their ear. It's not Marvin Lewis's same old old man nonsense. I, You know, I heard an interesting idea with Marvin Lewis. What do you got? It was like Marvin Lewis it's amazing that he was able to do the job he did in that awful situation. Because the Bengals are the cheapest ownership group in football. They won't pay for new weight rooms. They won't pay for practice facilities. They won't pay to upgrade the system or their their stadium at all. They rarely ever pay for their players all whatsoever. It's like the most rundown operation in the, in the league is what they usually say. And the NFL try to put a stop to remember Harambe jerseys. Oh, yeah. God, that was ridiculous. They, they really did put a stop on it on their website where you couldn't make Harambe jerseys, but then they got in trouble for doing that. Mm. You can't do that. It's I'm, against your I, own rights. There's something I love more than a meme from seven years ago. You like what? Six yeah. years ago. Six years ago? Maybe five years ago. What you got? I, I don't know. The Harambe meme. It's well, a wait. Meme from that wasn't a meme, man. That was actually real. Are you trying to like, hold on. Are you trying to talk smack to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you need to watch your mouth. Uh, the worst meme of all time is... You say something and then you say wrong answers only. Like name this movie, wrong answers only. It's not funny. <laughs> like it'd be like if I post a picture of Andy Dalton, I say who's this quarterback? Wrong answers only. And they're like, uh, Brett Favre. 
Good stuff. Is that good stuff? Wait, wait, is that the memes that you look up? No, this that's I don't know. This is that what you're looking up? Why are you looking these things up? You have to be searching those things. You just go on the internet and there's and it's that one and it's like a classroom and there's a bunch of desks. And like at each desk will be different things. Like which table you sit at. It's like this is stupid too. I don't want to sit at any table. God, it's like a bunch at. of Marvel movies, and they're like make they put them at each table. It's like which one you sit at? None, because this is stupid. Ooh, it's like Mean Girls though. <laughs> oh my god, it's all bad. Um, you so, love that movie, stop. I don't like this. I don't like the offensive line. I think this problem with this team. I think this adults needs to succeed. Also, if with AJ Green out, like Tyler Boyd had a good year last year, more than a thousand yard receiving yards. Uh, but they need somebody else to jump off the page. Ross, man, Ross right, the third. So I want to talk about Ross the third. So he's Mister Four Three Forty. This is his third year in the league. I know. In his career, twenty-one catches on sixty throws to him. I know. Two hundred twenty yards. Seven touchdowns somehow. You know he's supposed to be a downfield burner. I know. His longest reception is thirty-nine yards. He's so bad. So they need something else with Green out. Out. They need somebody to replace him. Nobody's been able to do it. Do you think it comes from? Uh, Ross, do you think it comes from their tight ends? Do you think it comes from their running game? Is there some unknown receiver here? Or is just because like Tyler Boyd's not a receiver good enough to carry an entire passing offense on his own. So they need somebody to step up. Do you think that happens at all? Yeah, I feel like they're going to do some Bernard and some mix in action, or they're just going to turn them both into receivers and plays. I feel like that's really your only type of strategy because uh, there's going to be a lot of dump offs because who is your deep threat? It's Ross, right? Yeah, I it's Ross so. the third. Good lord, he should be Ross the second because he's not fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Ross the second is? I don't. I guess his father. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Are you sure? His father is that. <laughs> uh, I would guess so. So, like, I mean, I'm very upset about AJ Green, and like, I know there's that Julio Jones versus AJ Green debate, and like AJ Green won that debate close. in the beginning of his career, and now it's for sure Julio. Without doubt, yeah. But uh, it was interesting there for a little while, and I mean, I, isn't like, weird that's the foot? Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Well, and Julio Jones had the same foot problem, and it wasn't the ankle. And then he had some surgery; they felt like completely recorrected. He's like, yeah, I feel great from now on. Uh, but yeah, I just don't. I don't like this offense. They need to score points because the problem with the defense is that their defense is all their defensive line, and their linebackers are bad. Their safety play is bad, and then their cornerbacks are okay, and their entire like, Geno Atkins is awesome. Carlos Downlap is really good. Uh, together, they count for 18 sacks, 26 quarterback hits, 65 pressures. Atkins is, like, you know, top five interior rusher. Nobody really knows about him because he wears, you know, kitty cat stripes. And Kitty cat stripes. Huh? Yeah. Andre Billings had a good game last year. Sam Hubbard had a good rookie year. Carl Lawson tore his ACL. He should be back here. So then they'll be able to get pressure from their front four. I just don't like the rest of their defense at all. This isn't a defense that, that's going to win games. 20 to 16. They're not going to win games 23, you know, 17. Uh, they're going to need the offense to score some points. And again, like the offense line's bad. Um, Dalton needs that. And I, I just, I just don't see how they're going to win football games. Looking at this roster. Can we go back to Marvin Lewis being fired? So I feel like that's going to be the main point to this. That entire Marvin season. Lewis isn't here anymore. I feel like there's, so even it doesn't be, matter how many games they win because Marvin Lewis isn't here. It's all, it's all going to be a successful season. I feel like they're going to be going in the right direction. We're going to be seeing improvement. They're going to be able to get more guys later on. Sure. This is just a rebuilding season for them. The only issue is Andy Dolan is going to be wasting his career forever. Never in Cincinnati. He's what? 30, 31. 
I'm interested in that. He's, I think, 30. You know, the Red Rockets so old, It's weird because like Dal- Cincinnati had that one year. It's kind of like Houston 2011 where they had that one year where everything broke perfect. It was like, this team could win a Super Bowl. Cincinnati had that, and then uh, Joey Porter ran the field. And <laughs> they tough. completely lost their minds, and that was probably the probably the worst football game I've ever seen. Oh yeah, the uh, biggest collapse on planet biggest Earth. Biggest collapse, too. just yeah. like like what is even like what is even happening? Why are right you now? even doing this? Stop it! Yeah, it was absurd, and that was their year. And I don't think it's ever happened. I think you can make the same argument that Matt Ryan's year was two years ago, and that things are going to break perfectly like that ever again. Stop talking um, about Matt Ryan, dude. We're being honorable. Andy, Andy Dalton, he's thirty-two years old this year. Oh my God, he's older than what I thought. Yeah. Oh no, you know what? I still believe in the new launch pad. I think that there's a shot. I feel like the launch pad being named Taylor is going to help. But, I mean... Well, I you, know, you know the other problem I, I see here is Dolphins, too. So Dalton, Their tight ends are never healthy. Yeah. Dalton's average depth of target uh, in 2017 was 8.6 yards, 20th. Last year, it was 8.5 yards, which is 17th. And it's like, yeah, this is an offense with receivers that are really fast. And they run downfield. It's like, no, we don't do that here. We just throw screens <laughs> to running backs. And we have this offensive line that's slow and can't block in the open field. And we don't push the ball downfield. And uh, it sucks. It sucks. Like, I can't like, – the only thing I'm looking forward to watching here in Cincinnati is just their defensive line. No, you're not. That's it. You're not excited to watch even that. Yeah, I am. I'm more excited to just watch Mixon because I feel like Mixon okay. is just a talent. And I feel like he really is just a fine running back. Now, personal – no, I'm not saying anything. When it comes to the actual on the field – Man, he is fun to watch because he is a talent. And he was the only good thing last year when it came to that team. I always remember him breaking tackles, him being able to pick up the first down. Then the moment that you just took it out of his hands. What the hell, Marvin Lewis? And I don't think Taylor's going to do that because Taylor's named Taylor. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to. So in the end, with Marvin Lewis being gone, I believe. Okay. I believe. So you're just saying this is just like an addition year no matter what by subtraction. Yeah, no matter what, it's going to be a successful thing. At least you're going to be going in the right way because the A.J. Green and Andy Dalton thing is done. Just like we're saying right now, the A.J. Green's done for. This is, if it's the same foot, which I think it is, it's, what was it, three seasons in a row now? Yeah, I think he only played 12 games last year. Oh, no, I had him. I think it was less. Yeah. Yeah, my fantasy season. Yeah, it hurt. Oh, I'm yeah. going to talk about this right you now. You had him. Yo, I had him. Yeah, with your kitty cat stripes. Yeah. Yeah. You tell uh, me that my Harambe thing is a five-year-old so meme. It is. I hate you so much. Do you think this is the worst team in the division? Yeah, it has worse to be. Th- worse than Baltimore? Yeah, it's worse than Baltimore. Easily. It's because Baltimore's defense is too damn good, and I, they're at least going to win them eight games, like I said. I just Cincinnati doesn't have that. Yeah. I like how Cincinnati got away with for like 10 years, like, hey, we're not Cleveland. <laughs> that's I mean, always what your defense was we won seven games but like we're not Cleveland you'd always just point to the guy to the right hey it's not us yeah or the, the guy up north is that what they do they point out yeah Cincinnati South I don't want to point out Cleveland just north. seems weird hey we're gonna point out yeah. nah come on man hey point at least we're not them No, nah, point to the right it's like your upstairs neighbor who's like you know yeah but if you're making like making a bunch of noise up there I don't know yeah if you're like outside it's like at least we're not them we point to heaven then wait you just point the sky you point the clouds what's wrong with you yeah I don't know. I 
I don't know. I don't. I don't like this team at all. Um, You're really disappointed in this team. You hate talking about this team. It's to, like painful right now. I used you. to like watching this team. I liked them last year for like six weeks, yeah, and they completely collapsed. You would make kitty cat worst noises with the, the Panthers, but you won't make kitty cat noises for the Bengals. <laughs> That's how I know that you don't like them. Yeah, I don't. I can't even make a kitty cat noise. For yeah, me. you hate them. That was the most uninspired cat noise. That was. <laughs> Sounded like who is it? Simba from Lion King when he's young. Yeah, I think this is this is how the Bengals years can go. That's a cat. That's a kitty cat called called the hairball. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, are I didn't think go four right? and twelve. I'm picking the under here. Ooh. I think it's gonna be a bad year for Cincinnati. Wait, wait. What's the line? Six. Oh, why? I put it at five and eleven. Okay. So we're on the same page here. Yeah. I thought the, like the line was five, and I was like, what? I'm just. I am really upset that Joe Williams isn't playing. Uh, I'm gonna try to watch the defensive line, but yeah, again, like there. I don't know. I just don't see it all. I don't see how they win games this year. Even the schedule is easy. Yeah, no. I, I, again, I still say it's in the right direction because you got rid of the real problem. But in the end, yeah, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I just like to be able to believe in something because you're just so negative all the time. <laughs> That's good. Typo negative. Yeah, typo. All Wait, right. What? <laughs> that was some, some bad band. Set blood. Yeah, some band. From like, they would play 995 Kiss. Um, you would listen to that. Yeah, I grew up on it. Oh, yeah. My mother breastfed me 995 kids. That's true. That's how I knew Disturbed. Yep. Yep. She breastfed me, too. Cool. <laughs> she breastfed me. The right boo was Disturbed, and the left one was typo negative. Yeah, and Slipknot. <laughs> well, there's only one. There's three. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we'll talk about the Cincinnati, the Cleveland Browns, Ooh. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we're not talking about Cincinnati again. Never. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and we're back. So the the next team up on the list for the AFC North are the Cleveland Browns. Woo! So Hugh Jackson in his career, guess what his record was with the Cleveland Browns as the head coach? I'm gonna say like yeah, like three and like thirty six. Okay, three, <laughs> thirty six, and then you forgot the most important number one. Remember uh, they, they tied the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's once. right, they did. Yeah. Wasn't it last year? Yeah, they were yeah. like the. the uh, non-winning streak kept going because they missed a field goal in overtime to beat the Steelers in Week One. That was the funniest thing on Planet Earth. One of the funniest. But things But they? Time. Hold on, didn't they have a chance to kick like a field goal earlier than that? Something like that. Yeah, and you and I were like yelling, like, "Why don't you kick it already?" And you and I were laughing because, oh, it's Hugh Jackson and he doesn't want to win. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so like I feel glad now as a person who said who put an embargo on the Cleveland Browns. I said, I will not do business with this franchise until Hugh Jackson's fired. He got fired last year, so I could watch the Browns play. Uh, I almost missed the Texans game last year because they're playing the Browns, and he was fired, fortunately. So I was able to watch Houston uh, beat them last year. But I'm sure everybody was really worried, though, that, being that so, you were not going to be able to watch. Hey, you know I'm what? Not, I feel like the audience, uh, audience, are you okay? They love it. Uh, See, so I'm a man, a man of principles here. So Baker Mayfield with Hugh Jackson. 58.1 completion percentage, 1,472 yards, eight touchdowns to six interceptions, 11 yards in attempt. Um, 
he completed 21 out of 49 deep passes. Well, he averaged 6.5 yards attempts, 11 yards in attempt on deep passes. The important number here is he took 20 sacks. Without Hugh Jackson, a 68.4 completion percentage, which is up 10 percentage points, uh, 2,254 yards, 19 touchdowns to 8 interceptions, and he threw 27 touchdown passes, which broke Pay Manning's rookie record um, as a as a quarterback throwing touchdown passes. And he only took five sacks. Yeah? Yeah. He, only took, he took 15 less sacks um, in, you know, four more games. He th- he completed 36 out of 72 deep passes for 981 yards through six touchdowns, two interceptions on those throws. He averaged 8.5 yards in attempt, which was, you know, two yards in attempt more as well, too. And so this entire offense was a lot worse than Hugh Jackson. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, as the offensive coordinator, did a much better job calling this offense. He's now the head coach here as well, too. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think Baker is able to build on this with additional weapons they added, with Baker Mayfield, with Odell Beckham, with Jarvis Landry, with David Njaku, with the combination of uh, Antonio Cowell and Rashard Higgins, with Nick Chubb, with Kareem Hunt whenever he comes back from suspension? What do you think? Do you like it? Do you like this offense? Do you think this can be like a top 10 offense as they're projected to be? I love this offense. I love everything about this team. I love Chubb. You know, this might. Okay, hold on. Let's ask you, Matt, since you brought it up yourself. Matt, would you draft Chubb in the first round of the fantasy? Uh, Don't worry. This episode's going to be released after our draft, so you can say it if you want. Oh, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying David Johnson the first round. Okay. So, you're I, a, <laughs> so I can't. I can't wait for pr- him to call you a damn liar. <laughs> I probably can't take Chubb because I'm going to take Johnson the first round. Okay. I would think about that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. I had arguments about that. Either way, man, I'm really excited about it. My whole thing to you, though, is you don't sound like a Baker fan. I. This is the problem. You're like very like condescending on like everything you're saying. Oh yeah, he did this, this, and this. Like it wasn't impressive. No, it, season. it was impressive how much better he was without Hugh Jackson. It was also impressive that he literally took Cleveland and he's cool with being in Cleveland. Yeah, and it's a guy that's, that's really not going up. Just like what makes some of these other quarterbacks, in my opinion, the biggest bunch of you know what I want to say, glory boys, glory boys. But going and saying if this team drafts me, I'm not going to play. At least with Baker. If Cleveland picks me, I'm going to make Cleveland the best it can be. And guess what? He's trying and he's giving a damn. The only thing I don't like is the Daniel Jones thing. Dude, admit that you talk smack about him. Yeah. Just say that you insulted the man. Leave it alone. It's the same Jalen Ramsey thing. And then yeah, Jay- like, they brought up the next year. So that you guys have other corporates like, no, nah, I learned my lesson. <laughs> See, by the way, you need <laughs> After to like, Josh Allen beat him. You need to be like that GQ article because somehow these guys just follow them. They must spend like 15 hours a day with them for them to say these little comments that they just pick up and they're just waiting for. Yep, I was just waiting for that. Yeah, they go like to lunch together. Yeah, and it's like a five-minute conversation that they get out of a 15-hour day that they use. That's well, the, the Mayfield one, he met his wife by DMing her on Instagram over and over again. And then he's about to play the Rose Bowl, and they got lunch together. And then they got married like three weeks later. By the way, <laughs> do you not DM your wife? I mean, he was like, like she didn't respond for like six months. Eventually did. They got lunch before the Rose Bowl. And then that's, yeah, they got married like shortly after that. That's love, baby. That's, ba- that's love in 2019. <laughs> that's, that makes, oh God. Either way, <laughs> that makes me just. Oh, instead of the notebook, it's the DM. Yeah. 
Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be passionate. Yeah, not really though, because there's no human contact with that. It's just more of behind a screen. Yeah, yeah, it makes me sick. So, does the phone like die of battery instead of you dying of cancer or of old age? Is that what it comes down to? The battery's dead. I don't know. We haven't worked this out just yet. God, I hate this movie already. So I kind of so we kind of have a full chub here. I like full. So chubs. last year their offense, their projected offensive DVA is four point two percent, which is eleventh. Um, there are offensive line concerns, but again, Mayfield only took five sacks in the second half of two thousand nineteen, um, and Nick Chubb is, is so good, and he averaged I think five point two yards in a, he averaged five point two yards in attempt last year. Uh, he broke forty seven tackles, and like this is a lot better than Carlos Hyde. This is a lot better than Isaac Isaiah Crowell before. Um, and I think like it's not necessarily that the offense line has to be great, or like Chubb has to be. Chubb is great, I think, on its own. It's that the passing offense can be so good that Chubb's gonna end up in a lot of situations, a lot of boxes, and he's he's really hard to tackle. And so whenever you get Chubb against two linebackers instead of three without safety in the box, you know it's heaven for him. And running backs are typically a lot better against a lot of boxes. I think Chubb's gonna have a lot of opportunities to run against. You know, six six box sets, six point six and a half box sets over the entire year. And I think that's gonna be the most important thing for him as a runner this season. I agree, and I just feel like that the only reason why they really did pick up Kareem Hunt was just like an insurance policy. Who knows? Well, it's just an insurance policy. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen? And it's nine games in the it's season. It's also better to have two good running backs. Yeah. Than one running back. And by the way, just another thing in fantasy, and then I'll let it go. But if you ever draft uh, Nick Chubb, then you have to name your team Chubby Chasers. Okay. Just going to throw that out there. The only other thing, though, is this offense is great. Callaway being suspended for the first four games, I don't think it's going to matter because Rashard Higgins, Higgins is, is going to be their third wide receiver. Yeah. And they're still going to have Landry and Odell. This off and, and Joku, you just have all the weapons that you need. So. Chubbs is going to have all the room because you have to now counteract for Odell, and now all the teams are going to be paying attention. This he has so many weapons to work with, and Baker's not a guy that's just going to be like a Carson Wentz like last year of just looking at Zach Ertz. Yeah, he passes the ball around to everybody, which is why I enjoy Baker. Which is why I feel like with a lot of these egos on the team, he has a bigger ego than all of them. Yeah, and that's what I think matters. Well, so I didn't. Li- I guess the one thing I want to say first is that their offensive line is uh, Gray Robinson, Joel Bentonio, J.C. Treader, Austin Corbett, and Chris Harwood. Uh, actually, that's not correct. Chris Habbard, not Chris Harwood. I was about to say. Chris Habbard. Yeah, come and, on, get together. And again, like, there's there's people being worried about the offensive line, but I'm not because of how many tackles Chubb can break. And also, again, because Mayfield took five sacks over the second half of last year. So I'm very big offensive line concerns. Uh, regarding the egos, I think that's kind of the problem I have with the Browns is that it's the Browns. <laughs> There's a ton of egos wow. here. Things rarely ever work out for them. And so, like, even though they have everything in place to be a great team this year, uh, I think they're going to lose part, lose some games because of it. Freddie Kitchens is a brand new head coach. The thing is, Freddie Kitchens also has a gigantic yeah. ego already. <laughs> if somebody talks to, talks to a source, he they're going to get fired. He already has, like, the biggest ego. It's funny. Everybody on this He's team. He's a Russian Orthodox. Who who do you think has it has to be Kitchens? Kitchens, in my opinion, has to have the biggest ego for him to be able to control everything. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's, I think he did. I think he's wor- worthy of having the head coaching spot because he did such a good job last year. You don't really want to lose but him. Baker because loves of how good him they did. too. Yeah, 
Uh, they still the Browns though, and everything but really doesn't work so? out for them. It worked out for them last year. So the the other thing I want to bring up, which you know, we talk about the offense. I like the also really like the Beckham thing, where it's like, what is Beckham missing by not being here in OTAs? And Kitchens like the entire offense. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I like Kitchens. <laughs> yeah, and and Beckham wishes he was an NBA player so badly. And that's kind of disappointing because, buddy, you're not. Yeah, and that's all he wants to be because he wants to make that money and he doesn't want to work that hard and he just wants to go out there and just be the center point of all the yeah, cameras. There's too many people on the field for Beckham. Exactly. He's like, I would like football a lot more if there was like seven less people in the field. And that's the thing, though, is that at least when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, because he's played with Landry in the past, I mean, you could you, you have so many guys who are going to be able to yell at him. Like, you're not going to win any arguments because Baker's going to yell at you, Kitch is going to yell at you, Landry's going to yell at you. What are you going to do? You have three already against one. Yeah. That's like the first time that anybody's going to say anything to Odell. Because even when it came to what's-his-face, why am I blanking, uh, for New York, the old man that's now in Jacksonville. Uh, Coughlin. Bl- Coughlin. Thank you. I know Sarah C. So Coughlin, Coughlin still let things go. Because they even asked him the one time, and it's like, oh, why didn't you pull Odell for acting this way? Oh, we want to win the game. See, I don't think that'd be Kitchens. I think Kitchens would pull him no matter what. I don't think so. Really? No. I feel like Kitchens is that because Kitchens has that ego. No, I think it's Lucy Goosey. Ooh, you think Lucy Goosey? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I got that vibe. So the How Lucy are you talking? I think it's like you have a bunch of wild horses running around the I feel like running he, around the pasture, you know. But I feel like he would be the like the whipper of no. the wild horses. No. Not that there's a like a fence, but there's still like a whip. Yeah, I don't think you can crowd these horses. God. But uh, so the weird thing about the Browns this year, according to Football Outsiders, is that they have the 11th best projected offense, but they have the 27th best projected defense with a DVA at 5.0%. What? And that has been kind of perplexing to me because Demarius Randall was really good at free safety. Morgan Burnett was good, strong safety. They don't have they a added, They had Greedy Williams, who is going to be the best cornerback from last year's class. And I guess the only reason why he dropped is like, yeah, he didn't tackle. Yeah, he tackled okay, but it's like, who cares? He's a cornerback. Uh, Denzel Ward was their four, number four overall pick last year they got from the Sean Watson trade. He was awesome last year. They have uh, Terrence Mitchell on the other side from him. And their defensive line, like their pass rush is awesome. It's Miles Garrett. It's Uganobi, who is also only 25 years old. It's Sean Richardson. It's Olivia Vernon, who they just had this year. Um, and so like Garrett last year had 13 half sacks, 17 quarterback hits, 33 hurries. They add Vernon Richardson, which is adding 11 and a half sacks, 29 quarterback hits, and 51 pressures from last year. You think Vernon's going to do better? If, because I think he'll be healthy this year. Uh, I think Sean Richardson's be even better this year as well, too. And so my, my question for you is, Miles Garrett, and like the way he played last year and the way he's looking this year in the preseason, do you think he's going to be a potential defensive player of the year um, this season, 2019? Yes and no. I feel like he's going to be in consideration, but I don't feel like he's going to win. Who do you think's gonna win? Um, you aside know, from Jalen Smith, of course. Why? What are you talking about right now? I mean, that's what I was going. You know what? Because this is Battle Red Radio, <laughs> we're going with JJ Watt, the greatest. Woo! Yeah, I feel better you, want, now. you don't want to make me pick Jalen Smith, so you can go to hell. Uh, I mean, I think it's really my wolf. I think pack. Garrett's. I think Garrett may do it this year. He's going to be top three I think consideration, he's, but he's going to be three. I think he can have 18 sacks. And I don't know about that. 
because they're gonna go. Because like, they're gonna be able to score points. I think he's gonna. They're be gonna fine. be up. He's wait, gonna get a lot of pass rushing opportunities. Did you say that their defense was ranked twenty fourth? No, I'm saying they're projected to be the twenty seventh best defense by DVOA. Yeah, and so that's kind of weird what? about the projections is they're they're projected to win eight games this year, but it's projected on this defense being like that. And I just don't see it looking at this roster for the defense to be that I don't know bad. How it could be that bad? Yeah, I don't know either. What do you? Well, you know what? Who's making up these stats? Like the the best stat people. Are they drinking on the junk? Is that what they're doing these days? I don't think so. How come um, we don't do that? I don't think so. But I don't work for the right company. I need uh, a new job. I do like. I miss what the computer says. I like their defense. <laughs> I like their offense. I'm worried about the egos here in some ways. And I think the problem for the Browns is that the Ravens are just a better matchup for the Bra- The Ravens have a better matchup against the Browns than they are for them. So I think they're going to be around the same level of wins and losses, but the Ravens are going to beat the Browns and get the tiebreaker. Um, so I have the Browns going 9-7. and seven. I've missed in the playoffs because the Ravens have the tiebreaker. Can I just say this? I feel like that the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens game should really be on Monday Night Football. Just both games. Just Monday night because those games are going to be fun. The offense versus that defense is going to be great. And just like what you're saying. And it contrasts the styles. To kind of like say against your points, though, where you feel like that Baltimore is going to be the better team, I disagree because I think that Cleveland's defense is better than uh, Baltimore's offense. It's more that I think the Ravens are a better matchup against the Browns. I think think the Ravens are a bad matchup for the Browns. But I I feel like the Cleveland Browns' offense is great and I feel like the Baltimore's defense yeah, is going to be great, saying. so that's going to be a counter. But I feel but like you, then the Cleveland defense like, is better you, than you like Cleveland's offense more than the Ravens' offense. Yeah, and you like the Ravens' defense more than the Browns' defense. Exactly, but I, I feel understand. like that the Browns' defense though is better than the Ravens' offense. Yeah, I'm just saying you like the difference between the two more. I just think the way that they play though matches up better for the Ravens. Where it's run heavy, it's ball control, it's a lot of blitzing. I just think you're wrong. Okay, it's forcing things to the exterior. You know what? You know what? The Cleveland Browns are going ten and six this year. Okay, they're going ten and six. Do you think they win the division and make the playoffs, or what do you think? I think they make the playoffs for sure, but they don't win the division. So you Ooh, have, you spoiler. Have, you have wall card number one or two. I have the... You know what? One. Okay. Wall card one. Interesting. Uh, so the Browns, primetime games. Are you ready? I'm ready. Week two. Ooh. New York Jets. Monday what night football hell? in New York. Baker versus Darnold. Uh, week five, Monday night football in San Francisco. Baker versus oh Garoppolo. Oh, my God. Uh, Pittsburgh, Thursday night football, week 11. So that's their, that's their that's prime the time only schedule one. this Great. year. Yeah. Great. Fun. Wonderful. Good stuff. Wonderful. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, I, the thing I like most about the Browns and I admire the most about them is that they have Mayfield in his rookie contract, and they're going all in on it. They're, doing, they're making trades. They're doing the most they can to expend their resources to put the most they can around him because you know what? It's a lot easier to build a football team when you pay your quarterback four and a half million dollars than thirty one million dollars, and that's very important. And I'm just like proud of the Browns for going for it, and uh, I'm excited to watch them this year. Even if they're probably gonna make the playoffs, but I'm picking them against it. Uh, and I'm, it's probably the same like sort of rational I have in a way as I picked against the Rams last Dude, year. Dude, it's like what you even said though. Indy's now out of it. Yeah. So now that opens up a spot. Yeah. Cleveland would For be sure. the obvious choice to take that spot, no matter what you say, because well, you're, you're not even I'm picking them the in Ravens. The... Then. But if, who'd you interchange then? I was going to just say one AFC South team. I'm so done with you. So I'm picking, I'm picking you know, Jacksonville. I, when this podcast winner. ends, I swear to God. That's fine. All right. So next up is the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
So the Pittsburgh Steelers, did you know they went 7-2-1 last year? I did know that. To start the year? I did. Do you know what happened after that? Yeah, I did. They uh, lost in Denver. Antonio. Because it, it was a miracle. That was a miracle loss they had. They lost uh, to the Chargers. But I told you they even lost to the games that they should have won. Yeah, the Chargers game was the game where Mike Williams just like went all off on them and caught that two-point conversion. Yeah. They lost in Oakland, and that was when Dobbs came in for Roethlisberger. Oh, because they couldn't the find machine. the X-ray machine. Yeah, the and 1980 they, And the kicker slipped <laughs> <laughs> to tie the game, which was the funniest thing of that all time. That was seriously one of the greatest uh, moments. Then they beat the Patriots 17-10. Yeah, which made no sense. Then they lost in New Orleans because Juju's fumbled. And they beat the Bengals, which didn't end mattering, but that was the game Antonio Brown famously sat out. Antonio's great. Um, so this year, they're projected to win 9.4 games. They're projected to have a top 10 defense and offense. So do you think the Steelers in 2019 are like the 7-2 and two Steelers? Or do you think they're the, the Steelers that went 2-7 uh, to end the year? If I, I if I said that right, I think there's two and five to end the year. Two I think they're the seven and two team because I feel like that without Le'Veon and Antonio Brown, the entire team is like skipping. Okay, like on their way to practice. I feel like that Tomlin is just has a big smile on his face every single day he walks into work. He just opens the door like he's Joseph to Gordon birds. to Joseph Gordon living in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah. He's just like, "Hello, morning," but seriously, or like I've, the hotel year. Yeah. You know, wait, what the hotel? Open the curtains to singing birds. Yeah, exactly, like a Disney film. Either way, I feel like there's just so much more happiness with this team, and plus, there's so much smack being talked about Ben Roethlisberger. This is going to be a big year for him. I don't think he's going to be like an MVP. It's Roethlisberger's team now. I, I know, but Juju, I think, is going to be great, and I feel like he's going to be yeah, a I true standout. Him. I know, I know, you do, but you have personal things with him. Uh, I feel like that you stuck your hand in his I, back pocket. One I project time. some things. You know what I'm saying? So Rollisberger, he's gonna be 37 years old. Isn't that your favorite age? Yeah, I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying I like saying that to women like they're turning 29 or whatever. So you're turning 37 years old. Congratulations! It's not funny. Okay, all right. I don't like that. By the way, that's not a good pickup line. You might. It's not pickup <laughs> line. It's a joke to to friends. By the way, um, can you at least use my pickup line? Hey, I just I've always imagined what our kid would look like. <laughs> that one's no. The, it's actually so like I'm looking for a Batman to my Robin. No, <laughs> you, you like Batman. No, <laughs> no, you have to be wearing a Robin costume to be able to pull that off. Uh, no, you can't. You never pull it off. So <laughs> Roethlisberger, age thirty-seven. The last three years. Yards, net yards per pass, 7, 7.4, 7.1. DVOA, 17.1%, 9th, 21.8%, 8th, 14.5%, 9. Touchdowns, 29, 28, 34. Interceptions, 13, 14, 16. He's creeping up to Jameis Winston territory here with interceptions. <laughs> Isn't that your favorite are territory? They, are these a concern for you? Or do you think Roethlisberger just had to take on you know, more told the offense last year uh, with Le'Veon being out? And you have any concerns of him being age thirty-seven, uh, and you know, taking the hits that he's taking, saying like, "I don't even want to play football anymore." Uh, do you have any Roethlisberger concerns at all for this year? I usually would, and I usually would talk smack because I believe last year I talked a lot of smack about him going into the season. I think you, t- I think all throughout last year you uh, did. I talk, but it's only because how do you just go from you know what? I think I may retire to I believe in this team. You know what? BS. All right, you don't just do that. There's no turn of the switch, being like, "I want to play." However, this year, I take back what I said. Okay. Only because there's a lot of smack being talked. And Big Ben, the one thing that he has, what are we talking about? What is the theme in the show? Ego. 
That's what Big Ben has. And I feel like Antonio is the reason why he's just going to want to win and win and say, guess what? I can do this without you. We made the playoffs without you. This is what you get. Yeah. That's what they are. And by the way, the moment they make the playoffs, this is why I also don't like him. He's so petty. He was sent out a tweet. I don't think Roethlisberger tweets. What are you talking about? He sends out some type of comments or whatever. Or I thought AB tweets. Whatever. Either way, somebody's going to send out some type of tweets. I think Roethlisberger has a Twitter account. Okay, you know what? Well, I don't he know talks what to the press. Is. He's old school. Is he old school? Okay, yeah. either way, he's going to tell the media something. Either way, he's going to say something on some type of media platform. So, probably so. So, like, the offense. Juju last year is better than Antonio Smith. Do you like Connor, though, better than Le'Veon? Well, let's talk about this real fast. Oh, okay. All right, All right. So, Juju. 112 catches, 167 targets, 1,426 receiving yards, uh, 12.7 yards a catch. So they don't have Antonio. Antonio is slightly worse than Juju was, but it's still pr- it's still the w- the best one-two receiver combination in football last year. Replace the Antonio Brown, you have James Washington, who's a former uh, second overall pick. This is his third year in the league, I believe. 17 catches on 38 targets last year, 253 yards, 13.6 yards a catch. Um, they drafted Deontay Davis in the third round, who's a guy from Toledo, who's like really fast. He's a lot of fun to watch. They had Dante Moncrief from Indianapolis. He's already eight catches like on that. 89 targets. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 672 yards, nine, 14 yards a catch. Uh, Eli Rogers is here, 12 catches on 14 mm-hmm. targets. <laughs> so, like, I don't, they don't have the thing to replace Antonio Brown with. And what do you think replaces him? And if they don't, can Juju Smith, you know, be the guy who can carry a passing offense all on his own? I'm sorry, my man, but this is where I disagree. Or does this become a James Conner sort of it's, thing? But it's this easy. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think, uh, in all honesty, I think Conner's going to regress. I, I just don't see Conner being that great of a running back. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. But whenever it comes to the Juju thing, it's this easy. What did Antonio have before Juju? What did he have before? Yeah, what did he have before? Nothing. No, no, he had Nate Washington. But this is what I mean. Not, yeah, he had Nate Washington once. If Juju is Antoine Randall L, I think. I don't know how long Because here's the real question. Do you think Juju can be as good as Antonio? I remember our Davis Bryant. So, uh, yeah, he just couldn't ever stay in the league because he likes smoking weed. Yeah, stay off the weed. Yeah, stay off the weed, man. Uh, if you're in Dallas, so apparently you just can't do it and you'll give up your career for it. Yeah. God, I hate that so much. Either way, though, yeah, that's what I mean. If Juju can be as good as Antonio, they're fine. It's just Juju being that great and taking that extra step. Because Eli Rogers, I mean, think about it. He's just as good as anything that Antonio had before Juju, if you really think about it. Not as good. I mean, come on. What's really, it wasn't that wor- It wasn't that much worse. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, it's an enormous difference, but there's a, there's a difference there. Juju takes the step. They're fine. So they're like, golden. Do you think Juju's good enough to deal with yes. the, the coverage? Yes. And the spotlight yes. the defense are going to put around him? Yes. I love Juju's attitude about everything. I think he's great. I think he works hard once again. He was criticized by Antonio. I feel like one. I still can't believe that. And that was so messed he's up. Like, yeah, we lost because you fumbled. It's like, Juju's like, I love you, man. And Why Juju's are you being like mean? such a nice guy. Yeah, and that's what I mean. He has like, he has a good head on his shoulders. He feels like he understands that he needs to work hard to be great. He has that attitude. If he is healthy, he is going to be great. And I think he's going to work harder than Antonio. Antonio's just natural talent. God, I hate I that I think he so worked much. hard, though, to get to the point that he got, though. Whatever, I mean, man. he's still like a, a mid-round pick from Central Michigan. Whatever. You see those frostbite feet? The one, <laughs> the one thing I will say about Juju that I like a lot uh, is, like, he's a really great downfield receiver. Like, Antonio was too, but Antonio's like, I'm going to catch a slant and run really far. Do you think he can be as good, though? 
I think so. Okay. And the other thing about it too is that Pittsburgh's really good game at drafting wide receivers. It's and so like, I know James Washington hasn't done anything yet. I know Deontay Thompson's still a rookie, but if I guess, if I had a bet on it, I'd say one of those two guys is going to be really good this year. And then they'll be able to find the difference and find number two receiver uh, from what they've done. Because again, like Pittsburgh's so good at finding receivers. And so I, I would put my faith in them to be able to do that. Um, but Connor last year, he was he averaged 4.5 yards to carry. Uh, Bell averaged 4 yards to carry the year before. He had 12 touchdowns, Bell had 9. He was 21st in DVA, Bell was 11th. And the biggest difference between those two backs was actually in the passing game. Bell was a much better receiver than Connor was. Um, McConnor still is like, you know, a very good running back. They have the same offensive lines last year, except they replaced uh, Marcus Gilbert with Matt Filer, who is, uh, I think, a third-round pick, too. So, But other than that, the offensive line is the exact same. It's still, uh, it's, still, it's still Raymond Foster. It's still Marcus Pouncey. It's still Daniel DeCastro in the interior. Alejandro Villanueva is fine. He's not like a top 10 left tackle, but he's like a, a better than mediocre left tackle. And again, it's like it's the same group of guys. And so like if the, I think that's the biggest question is if they can find number two wide receiver who can like have 750 yards and seven touchdowns. And and there's and I, the other question too is like Roethlisberger and number of interceptions he's thrown. Maybe throw like nine this year. You know? I don't think it matters. I'll be throw honest. like nine. Because here's also my other thing. You've heard it here first. Samuel may take Connor's job. Oh, you think Ooh. so? Ooh. Or maybe they just have two good running backs. Ooh. Yeah, but seriously, I'm all I'm all for like having like seven running backs here. I don't that. I don't like that at all. I feel like I really like the workhorse. I like having like seven running backs. The workhorse is the greatest, but that's just because I'm spoiled with Zeke. He just better sign that damn contract. I see. I'm more of a modernist, and you're more of a postmodernist. Yeah, I know. I live in the past. You like to live in the future. You know why? I'm a historian. Okay. That's what I am. But oh, either, so you're more of a romanticist. And yeah. And I'm more of a modernist. Okay. Wait. Are you trying to insult me right and now? I guess a postmodernist is like every play should be play action. Wait. You should never run the ball. It should only be play action. Yeah, you? No. Yeah, that's, that's you. That's postmodernism. Yeah, that's you. In football. Yeah, it's you. that's why your favorite player is Matt Schaub. Oh, man. Oh, you like that? I miss him. There it is, man. I miss I'm him. I'm always going to throw this at you, but I love you for it. Either way, in the end, when it comes to this team, Connors, I don't think he's going to be that great compared to Samuel. I think Samuel's been performing extremely well, and Eli, Rod- good. Eli Rogers good. has been extremely well in preseason. He's been the leading him. target, I believe, as well as the most catches in the preseason yeah. for that team. I think he could be a number two, which is my point. I just I don't understand what the big worry is. I feel like they have the weapons. I feel like Big Ben is going to be able to have everything he needs. Just like you said, same offensive line. The defense is going to be so much better, in my opinion, because now they have their linebacker. Yeah, Devin Bush. Uh, like I just feel like they're going to have a lot of things that they need this year. And at the same time, Big Ben is then going to flick off Antonio Brown. <laughs> so they have camaraderie. It's top five offensive line. That's what I'm saying. They should have an uh, an option. Keep on it, it won't be as good as Brown, but they'll have an option for number two. Uh, Samuel and Connor should be a very good one-two running attack. They're going to have... They're projected to win 9.4 games. They're seventh... Projected to have the seventh-best offense, fifth-best defense. Uh, they had top five pass first last year. The one problem they have is that their secondary wasn't very good. They had Steve Nelson, who was a... Like, last year's free agency group was terrible. But Steve Nelson was a good option to add. They drafted Justin Lane, too. Um, it's a pass rush consisting of Stephen Tuitt, Jason Hargrave, Cameron Hayward, and they're all awesome. T.J. Wadge, 12 sacks last year. Um, 
Dupree's like he's good at creating hurries and pressure, quarterback hits and pressures. Not big of a sack guy. And then Devin Bush is replacing you know Shazier hopefully, and that was kind of their big problem in the interior. On the outside, they're okay. Their safeties are bad. I still have concerns with their concerns with their secondary. So that whenever they play, I don't think they would be able to play with Kansas City, but they should be able to be, they should be able to play uh, like New England for example. I think they're the best team in this division though too. Like I don't think they're going to be like a Super Bowl team, but I think they're going to win the division, and they're going to have legitimate issues against Kansas City. And again, they never play New England very well, except for that one game they won last year. I agree and disagree with you, because I feel like that, yes, they may lose, but I feel like this it could be a Super Bowl team. It's only because, man, I feel like the defense got better. I feel like the defense really did get better, because I think the only By thing... By adding were, Nelson and Bush. I think the only thing we were missing was Bush. I Like, I don't see... like They were the worst team in football last year covering tight ends. I know, and I just feel like that they have everything that they need now in order to be the best team that they can be. I I'm sorry. But I like the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And the only team that I feel like they would have trouble with is New England, and that's just because that's a mindset. I think Kansas City, too. But Kansas, I, I think Kansas City could put like 49 on them. Patrick Mahomes is taking a step back, okay? You, Probably. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? He is practicing left-handed throws. You know what you shouldn't do? Practice <laughs> left-handed throws if you're not left-handed. Yeah. That's what I hate about him. He's really good, though. Matt. <laughs> Should think, you be practicing left-handed throws? Do you throws? think Roethlisberger can play, can match Mahomes one-for-one one in, a, in a game? Yeah. It's this easy. Ooh, actually, man, that'd be so much fun. Tyreek versus Juju, Mahomes versus Big Ben. Dude, I already like that a lot. That's a fun matchup. Yeah, too bad it won't happen to, unless it would have to happen in the postseason. Cause it's going to happen in the postseason. God, They lost so, the division to the You're Ravens. so negative. I'm so done with you. No. Yeah. No. But I, I do like the Steelers this year. Their over unders nine. I'm smashing the over. That's disgusting. I got man. them at eleven and five. There it is, baby. I got them at eleven and five too. I think they win the division. Oh yeah, easily. Um so you have eleven and five as well too. Yeah. I really wish there was like a like I wish I was able to come home from work tomorrow and be like, I'm gonna make a quick stop. And I would go over there and what? I'd I'd smash the Pittsburgh over. Oh, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. That's what I mean about smash that Buffalo Bills over, <laughs> smash that New England over. You know what? I want you to smash, smash that. that Dolphins under. Oh my god! You know what? Well, wait. Dolphins under was like six, right? Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Four and a half. I don't know if I'm smashing that. Smashing that under. Well, we're not smashing anything with that. Yeah. <laughs> four. Yeah. Well, you can't smash with four. I really want to. It'd be so much. I watch every Dolphins game like you, a damn you, maniac. That's why, man. Let's just. Let's just bet a thousand dollars on the San Antonio Spurs. We can win forty no, k. Let's do it, baby. It's this is our idea. season. No, I disagree. Oh yeah, that's right. Hold on, it's Battle Red Radio. Yeah. The Houston Rockets no. are the greatest NBA. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. All basketball is bad. What are you talking about? The season's gonna be fun. Oh wait, wait, stop, stop. stop. This is football. It's football. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to recap, Baltimore Ravens over under of eight. And a, of eight. And a half. I have the over nine seven. You have the under eight and eight. You have the missing the playoffs. I'm those wall card number two. Stupid. The Bengals over under at six. We both have the under. I have four and twelve. You have five and eleven. The Cleveland Browns. The over under is nine and a half. I have the under at nine seven. You have the over at ten six. You have them as a wall card number one. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. The over under is nine. Uh, we both have the over at eleven and a half, and we're picking them to win the division. 
And um, so I guess so far we have the the Patriots and Steelers win the division both. And then we both have different wild cards. Different wild cards out of the north. Yeah. Uh so that'll be the end of the shows for this week. Next week we'll do the AFC West. And then we'll also do like a thirty minute show, getting kinda like our general thoughts on the AFC South. Uh we won't do a comprehensive preview because we're doing individual or I guess I I yeah, am doing I, I'm individual not shows to that for party. You're not invited Excuse to that me. party. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm doing individual shows for those. So that's more of a comprehensive preview. But we'll do like, we'll get your thoughts on it. Yeah. And my general thoughts Let's as well too. Let's just get Taylor's Corner for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I feel like I'll people, interview you people want to listen to Taylor's to Corner. About the Jaguars, Colts, Tynes, and Texans. And we'll have like a Reading Rainbow theme song. Sounds good. Take a look. Reading Rainbow. Yeah. I can't go. But it's just like Jalen Ramsey and Wait, Sean Watson. Jaylen, and then, it's, it's the oh, and then it's like the pictures of them like turning around and smiling. Yeah. Catching a football. DeAndre Hopkins holding hands with Jalen Ramsey. such an early 90s thing. Yeah. I miss that. It sounds like fun. All right. So until next time, I'm Smout Weston. Thank you for listening to Radio. And thank you for being on Taylor. I'm going home.